0: sous
1: Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Press Frequencies Forever. I'm Wolf,
2: And I am BHX Gravesguard.
1: We'll be casting witchy vibes and sonic spells until 6pm. So gather around, light a candle, and levitate with
2: us. I think my um, summer hair has gone peak feral. I just got so tangled in these headphones. <laughs>
1: You just heard Marissa Nadler with Estranged. It's a Guns N' Roses cover. Featuring Steven Brodsky. And starting off our our show today was Aldous Harding with Zoo
2: Eyes. Do you know that Axl Rose was really obsessed with um, dolphins? Mm. Tell me more. So that uh, Marissa Nadler song is a, a Guns N' Roses cover Um, And it's part of this trilogy of songs that they did. But in every single video, there's like a cameo by a dolphin somewhere. Do you know why he's obsessed with dolphins? I man, at one point, I feel like I knew this. Um, So Axl Rose had like a psychic that he really trusted, um, who I think maybe told him he was like reincarnated from a dolphin. Mm. Um, And so dolphins became this like very... I don't know, powerful symbol for him. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Axl Rose. Uh, I don't have any feelings about Axl Rose. Yeah. I don't know very much about Axl Rose. I think it was a little, that's like, a, or very early 90s. I think you had to like have come of age in like 1992 to have like gotten the full Guns N' Roses. Like they, oh my, their record company poured so much money into their albums. Like you would never see that now. Yeah. Um, Can I read a thing I just found on EntropyMag.org? Yes, please.
1: Swimming with dolphins. uh, This is, like, in reference to Axel's Swimming with Dolphins as an idiom when mad geniuses typically of the pop star variety plunge off the artistic and psychological deep end to become adrift, lost at sea, islands unto themselves, struggling to connect with fellow human beings, perhaps only able to connect with other non-human beings of higher intelligence. So I guess... (laughs) Uh I guess that's that's uh the metaphor that was made interesting. Uh I don't know. <laughs> Again, don't know anything about him.
2: Yeah. But dolphins are cool. That's yeah, that's why I, I brought it up. I was yeah. like, Oh I know dolphins are special to the show.
1: Yeah, to um warlock Vic. Yeah. Big fan of dolphins. Uh, we are in a waxing crescent moon in Scorpio and this is an excerpt from the astrological grimoire oh. <laughs> which uh, d- if if you're new to this show the astrological <laughs> grimoire is is the sun the direct descendant of astral projection
2: radio power yeah um, also this has been a really great. Way for me to sort of like re-enter the book because do I do you want to read it? No, no, you read it because I have to okay. read so many horoscopes. But um, <laughs> but it, no, it's just it's like I think I've said this before, but I like couldn't look at that book for a very long time Um for many yeah. reasons after finishing it. But it's been a night nice, like having people read parts of it to me has actually been really nice. I like, oh. was
1: talking to someone last night about. I think it's like kind of a common question now when I see someone I haven't seen in a short bit they ask me like how's your book doing and I most of the time I'm <laughs> like I don't know
2: <laughs> he's teething he's learning to walk
1: I don't yeah I, I don't <laughs> you know I think it's like it's like a a different kind of you know like some species um have children that stay with the parents for a long period of time yes. and those animals tend to be you know on the human scale of intelligence considered like more human like um, and then there are also a lot of other animals that for whatever reason kind of it, our, our human bias about in- intelligence doesn't apply to them they have offspring and they just kind of fly the coop Right. <laughs> I feel like this book is a fly the coop situation yeah Uh, our son is mature and has his own apartment somewhere and and he's you know he they she (laughs) is out there and I I haven't gotten a call totally yeah I think any
2: I think any creative thing you birth once it's like entered the public sphere it's sort of no longer yours like it's like the the work you well that's not what I mean by that right, right, I right. mean
1: that um, for some people the release of something yeah. is something that becomes a big part of their life and sure. identity for a big period of time yeah. just, just based on things like promotion and marketing mm-hmm. and having to do events and like that being a thing that is now kind of like yeah. on like you know an a- appendage a- an extension of self whereas I think this is like a thing like an egg that rolled out into oh, the world, yeah. you know, I like that and I'm like,
3: hmm. yeah,
2: I don't know. I've moved on. <laughs> no, totally. I'm yeah. working
1: on other children now.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. That's kind of what I meant. Like, it's out there. It's,
4: it's,
1: yeah.
2: It's living it's life. But I don't. Yeah, I don't
1: have very much to say yeah. about it because uh, I don't know. And it's been so recent. Anyway, that's just like, um, but but OK, I had a point to, to bringing this <laughs> okay. up, which is, this idea that like we've 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 chewed it. Yes. You know? Like it's it's been chewed. It's been digested. Um I've I'm thinking of other things. Like yeah. it's in the past.
2: However, it's nice to have all this material to read on the show. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though I do write you fresh
4: horses. This, this,
1: yeah. This <laughs> this week on digesting <laughs> the the publishing cycle with astral projection radio hour. okay so wax and crescent and scorpio from the book there's a part of you that lives for the beginnings of things think of snakes that shed their skin the newness of bumping up against the world can make you feel vulnerable but can, it can also make you feel alive how can you use your powers of regeneration to let the waters of your darkest depths run clear again getting unstuck can come easily to you during this time when you imply your intensity to it you can be highly attuned to these cycles of beginnings and endings so be deliberate with what you are laying the foundation for practice doing something strangely methodical like sorting leaves by their colors what can it teach you about how to soften your gaze so you can focus more clearly
2: i really love sorting things yeah
1: Oh, yeah. It's wax and Crescent
2: in Scorpio. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I always think of the um, Marina Abramovich sorting sesame seeds and rice.
2: Whoa, I totally just thought of that, too. We're, like, very synchronized right now.
1: Well, I think that's, like, our f- one of our first conversations yeah. about sorting and how it's... It's a um, kind of little spell. M- it, how, it, how it's soothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that, like, hearing her talk about that brought up, uh, for both of us, a methodical soothing activity we would do. I think yours was painting the deck with water.
2: Yeah, that was my favorite childhood activity. My mom would just give me a bucket of water and a paintbrush, and I would paint the entire deck with water and then let it dry and then paint it again.
1: (laughs) And I would sort... I would, like, pour out a jar of beads and Mm, sort them and then mix them up again. Or I would, like, cut out tiny things um,
2: out of, like, magazines and just, like, keep them in a box. Yeah, I really, like... I ended up this weekend um rafting down rapids mm-hmm. <laughs> like class three rapids um which how I many never... classes are there there are five
1: so class three is like
2: it was like being on a, it was like being on a roller coaster uh but in nature mm. it was kind of amazing and terrifying um but mm. i i found that i really loved um like paddling mm. it was so met like meditative and that repetitive yeah. um and i was like man i could just do this and it's not easy necessarily, but, like, once you're kind of, like, in the rhythm of it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the same part of me that likes to, like, build a fire and then, like, keep the fire going mm. um, by, like, obsessively tending to the fire and, like, mm-hmm. obsessively tending to, like, paddling this water. Yeah. Yeah. It's like maintenance. I think I would make a very good, like, you know, like a like a grazing animal that needs to, like, keep things you just like keep all the <laughs> the grass at the same yeah, height I would love to do that mm. just munch on some grass how can you talk at all about your time away or is that a mis- mystery for now
1: um I was I spent a week in the Marin headlands um as an artist in residence I've been doing this program for the past year and I'm going to continue for until the end of the year and uh yeah, so I, I've gotten to the point where I am trying to put together the independent project that I'm ending the residence mm-hmm. with, and uh, I proposed to stay in the headlands and, um, you know, be amongst coyotes, because uh, if you're a long-time listener, you know that I have a very strong and growing obsession with uh, wild canids, uh, and and lately especially Coyotes. Did you
2: encounter any coyotes? I did. What
1: what happened? I'm still kind of thinking this mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. because I feel like it's really easy to kind of apply a narrative and have sure. that be the story. Yeah. And I don't want to quite yeah. flatten the wave uh the waveform quite I yet. Get, I get that. Um but I will say that um I Figured out over the course of a week, uh, and and by by traversing all the trails that were available mm-hmm. to me, um, and talking to a lot of people, uh, including Headland staff and including the NPS rangers, I met um, just kind of figuring it out, and I th- I think for the most part, I got a bunch of like anecdotal information that Mm -hmm. wasn't super helpful okay and but I also kind of like tuned into my own like coyote sense Mm -hmm. and I figured it out and it felt like this really strange magical puzzle and yeah I don't really want to talk too deeply about it quite yet but I did encounter them and I think it's just the beginning of uh you know a few months of investigation I'm I'm going to to go back and and try to Mm -hmm. do more work and it'll culminate in some kind of new artwork that I haven't fully formed quite yet but I have some bits and pieces and um and I also you know coyotes are tricksters and it's um I, uh, really felt the, this sort of conceptual trickster energy, because in the process of looking for them, I saw the land in a completely different way. I met so many critters, um, and got to know the plants, and, uh, and I, I was just telling you um, off air that there were two adolescent owlets that Love were an They were um, nested really close to the house I was staying in. And I got to know these owlets. They kind of... Um, Do you know what kind of owls? Great horned owls. Great horned owls. Yeah. And uh, also spent a bit of time with, the, with some of the adult... Great horned owls yeah
2: I'm pretty sure great horned owls mate for life and then they have um babies every spring or summer you know who else mates for life who coyotes oh um, yeah so
1: I'm I'm still seeped in the magic of that That's okay. I yeah
2: I so the headlands are such a magical place and mystical and it's it's wild to me that it's so. Close to San Francisco, but once you go through that tunnel and come out on the other side, you feel so far.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was really nice being there. That's great. I really, I feel like I rearranged. I rearranged a lot of, a lot of uh, brain folds. <sighs> That's a good feeling. There, yeah. Um, but yeah, gonna continue that work. So stay tuned for more Coyote news. I've also like been collecting coyote books and like wild canid books um and i'm building a little wild canid library like personal collection
2: so nice
1: that's been really exciting too um so yeah that's this week's update in rearranging brain folds uh you can tweet at us at which radio we're on instagram also at which radio Uh, here's some more music for you. This is Quintron with Miniature Breakdown. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on pff.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Carambolage with Two Doc Nixo. Do you know what that means?
2: Uh, I don't th- believe that I do.
1: It means a mystery phrase. Uh, before that was Grauzone with Icebar.
2: Do, do you know what Icebar means? Nope. Okay, so I've loved ice bar. The, I've a loved bar this song. <laughs> I've loved this song for probably twenty years. Uh, it came out probably in like the early eighties, late seventies, and I was today years old when I discovered that ice bear means polar bear. It's a song about polar bears hmm. um, in Poland, I believe, uh, and the video for it is like animated and amazing. It's just about this polar bear that. Crawls across so means do not act like this, yeah, it's a little little German set for you. do not act like this polar bear or a Polish bear <laughs> pull it's pol, it means polar it means polar bear in German ice bear, which is so cute ice bear they they are ice bears, yeah, they really are. I don't know why that like took me twenty years to understand. well, it's in another language, I guess, but it's like so obvious. Now that I know. (laughs) Ice bar.
1: Yeah, I was going to say ice cream bar. Uh, And then starting off that set was
2: Quintron with a miniature breakdown. Uh, Loyal listeners will recall that I have a conspiracy theory that Quintron and Miss Pussycat are, in fact, vampires from New Orleans. Or vampire scammers or scampires. Well, and we have a whole vampire scam news segment for you so it's only it's a, about quintron it's only appropriate <laughs> man i just it's about how quintron buys blood if you look at pictures of quintron and miss pussycat i mean i've been going to their shows since at least the early 2000s and what is 20 years late? 2019 they have not aged like one day it's eerie it's real eerie i'll tell you that um they used to own a club called the spellcasters lodge in the ninth ward in new orleans seems pretty vampire to me my theory is that they just they're immortal and that like maybe they sort of reinvent themselves musically like every hundred years or so and so we're just getting them in this current incarnation of like puppetry and organ
1: solos yeah and like weather machines
2: yeah also we're gonna talk about vampire scams but during the music break i went to the um bathroom library uh, the Secret Alley, which always is a great selection, I'm going to be honest. And there's a giant uh, encyclopedia of the undead vampire book completely revamped <laughs> is the <laughs> uh, the updated version with a picture of Kiefer Sutherland from Lost Boys on the cover. Uh, I am bringing this bad boy home tonight. Can you read us a passage? Okay. From, from the revamped vampire book. There's a section on on Lucian LaCroix. Uh, Oh, Queen of the Damned. Who remembers that? Starring Aaliyah. I do. I was a big uh, Anne Rice interview with a vampire fan. I was a big Aaliyah fan. So this is like a (laughs) whole... We got a cultural history of the vampire. Um, I mean, it's giant. How many pages is this? Oh my god, like 15-year-old me would have loved this. I mean, I love it now. Uh, it's just like a whole encyclopedia. There's it's eight hundred pages. Um, you've got an entry for the vampire, vampirella movie. Um, we've got entries for physical strength. Among the most notable, more notable attributes of the vampire is its superhuman strength. Lord Ruthven and John Polidori's the vampire was described as one whose strength seemed superhuman. Um, it's an entry on sexuality in the vampire science fiction and the vampire space vampires yes oh tell me about space vampires Vampires in russia i want to go back oh my god i want to do a whole what show do you on this. what where do space vampires receive okay. their nourishment let's find out i gotta go back um oh satan i'm getting scandinavia school dance. Okay, uh, the space. Okay, sorry. This is the space vampire in the movies. Um, By 1954, Universal Pictures' attention to the classic monsters that had made famous in the 1930s was waning. Um, Let's see. Okay, so the question they posed uh, was what if vampires are real and are space aliens? What if Earth is being invaded by space, space, alien, space aliens who came to drain either our blood or our life force or both? How should we how should we react to a space alien vampire? The first science fiction movie to explore these questions was a 1951 production from RKO Radio Pictures. The Thing from Another World. Remade in 1982 as The Thing. It starred James Arness as an alien creature. Actually, this parenthetical, actually an eight foot vegetable. I got to watch this. Who needed blood to reproduce an eight-foot vegetable hmm. what kind of vegetable I, I, well i gotta watch it it doesn't say it's so <laughs> cryptic um 1979 saw it the vampire from beyond space which became the direct inspiration for alien the movie which dropped the original vampire theme oh my gosh mm. maybe you'll do you know i'm feeling like i took a break last year from um, my annual pumpkin carving party, oh. which I usually screen uh, Garfield's Halloween adventure. Um, but I'm thinking maybe I'll do it again this year here, but I'll do like a whole vampire thing. Yeah. I'll do like vampires from outer space. Theme. By the way, I, while you were
1: leaving through that, I looked up the etymology of both vampire and vamp. Mm-hmm. They are unrelated. Oh, so vampire is possibly borrowed from a Turkic term for witch. But vamp, and this is where the word revamp comes from, Mm. has to do with shoes and replacing the upper part of a shoe. So when you revamp something, it used to refer to going to the cobbler.
2: (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, now we're going to talk about the intersection of two of our favorite things, scammers, scams, and vampires. Scampires. Scampires. um tell God, me about scampires. I love a good scam and I love a good I love a good fam however I will say in reading this what's your favorite latest scam oh, uh, I was really into the um the socialite scam Anna Delvey the germ, fake German oh that heiress. was a good one yeah. yeah um who like duped so many people that was a great scam
1: I was just looking into the um the family I think I mentioned this oh, yeah. a couple shows back. There's like back.
2: a documentary on it, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I mentioned it a couple of
1: shows back. Uh, it's a uh, political, religious uh, scam that is right. possibly linked to how we got this president. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, it's fascinating. I remember that.
2: Um, But yeah, let's let's learn about scampires. What? I will say (laughs) I like this really shows my age because a lot of the references in this are to Twilight, which was like after my time. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, came up in the era of Interview with a Vampire starring Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunstan. I think Christian Slater. No, Tom Cruise. Right. I'm going to close this door. It's a very loud horn.
1: I can't tell (laughs) if you can (laughs) hear it. It's a scampire alert.
2: okay I'm back it's it was Tom Cruise right oh sorry Tom C- wait was Christian Slater in any of the vampires oh I think <laughs> Christian Slater was also in it okay all right yeah yeah um got hate Tom Cruise hes so breathy you ever noticed that like in every he just breathes weird in every speaking movie. of scams <laughs> speaking <laughs> of scams anyhow that's just reference point I this author of this article talks about my chemical romance and Twilight shaping her mid-2000s and I was like man that was past my expiration date um i was all about interview with a vampire what about true blood though um that's like more recent yeah i watched true blood um because one of the one of the images i recognized it was it was entertaining um it was
1: super campy it was
2: very campy yeah campy and vampy campy and vampy anyhow so I don't know. Do you think you would have fall You'd fall for this vampire scam? Let's talk. Let's tell people what it is. Like, yeah, let's
1: let's uh, how does how does this vampire scam operate? So it is it starts off with um, some comments left on articles relating to blood or horror films. And
2: I guess I'll read the comment. Which I w- I, by the way, I totally read the comments. Like I'm somebody who like dives deep on YouTube comments. So comments I, pro- are, I worry comments that really I'm entertaining. I worry that I might fall for this.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, a comment that has appeared on several Lifehacker articles. I don't turn like to it. a vampire anytime I want to. I feel like there's <laughs> a there's a what's what's the um, like S I C like that you put in. Um, I don't know what that stands for. You're a copy editor. S-I-C. S-I-C. Well, it's like that's S-E-O? how. S no. S I C like that's how the sentence was presented like bad grammar and all. Oh that. What is yeah yeah. That? What, yeah. Is
2: that? what does that stand for? I don't know what that stands for, but you um, know how that.
1: Tra- yeah. Anyway, I feel like we need like a little bracket. Yeah. This is okay.
2: Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's like yeah I see. I always see, read that in my head is just sick. I yeah. was <laughs> like sic and I'm like oh yeah it's just sick. Yeah, sick. Yeah it's like bad bad grammar. Yeah. So I turn to a vampire
1: any time I want to. I become a vampire because of how people treat me. This world is a wicked world and not fair to anybody. Also, sick.
2: Also, I'd like to At interject th- here that if you're a real vampire, you've had a long time to learn grammar.
1: At the snack of my finger, things are made happened.
2: <laughs> the snack of my finger.
1: I am, okay, am now a powerful woman, and no one step on me without an apology goes free.
4: Mm hmm.
1: I turn to human being also at any time I want to and am one of the most dreaded women in my country. Same. I become vampire through the help of my friend who introduced me into a vampire kingdom given, by giving me their number. If you want to become a powerful vampire, kindly contact <laughs> the vampire kingdom at redacted. Kindly contact us if you, too, would like to become the most dreaded woman in your country. So this is a comment that has appeared on several Lifehacker articles. This journalist, Sarah Basford, decided to dive in. Should we apply? I kind
2: of want to apply.
1: I'll let you apply. Okay. <laughs> um Okay, uh, yeah, I think I'm,
2: I've am i always been a little bit more of a werewolf person, you know? Sure, So yeah. So you, you, you can have the vampire... Uh, I mean, being a vampire honestly sounds kind of boring to me. And also, like, I love eating food. I would get really bored of just eating food. Blood is food. food. Oh, but
1: <laughs> I like, the, I like the, You're a vegetarian.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. kind of. Um, okay, so...
1: So, okay, this person uh, created an alter ego, Carmen Soto, with um, a... a, a fake birth date, just in case the vampire happened to be in astrology uh, so Carmen Soto a 29 year old Scorpio from Bris- Brisbane um, applied well, scorp- kindly, scorpio kindly is a little too on the nose kindly contacted yeah it's that's <laughs> like a you know you go with something a little bit more unexpected like um, you know Virgo or something yeah so Carmen uh, contacts the vampire kingdom and writes hi i saw your comments on the internet and <laughs> i'm really interested in finding out more the world has treated me badly too and i want to become more powerful so nobody can cross me too what sort of powers can you do yeah. thank you carmen good question uh and she received a reply from a Jiang Shi moore Welcoming her to the vampire
2: family in San Diego. It's spelled S-A-N-G Diego. Yeah. San Diego.
1: Yeah, I think this is like these vampires are also like maybe like new new to typing on smartphones or something. Things mm. are things are getting you know technology
2: you know, moves fast. They're they're
1: uh, getting a lot of auto autocorrect uh, typos. Uh, so so what happened? To okay. Post post contact with the vampire family.
2: Well, interestingly enough, so she googles like is Sang Diego a real place? It's Jiangxi More. So Jiangshi. Jiangshi
1: means um, like zombies, basically. Yes. In, in uh, it's it's a Chinese
2: demon. Yeah, reanimated corpses that are somewhere between vampire and zombie. They suck your chi. Oh, instead know. of your blood, sounds tidier. Um, but where they differ is in how they become a vampire, instead of biting a person's neck, they are created after someone's soul becomes trapped between death and the afterlife due to a violent death, and this fission causes the body to reanimate, thus creating the zhangxi. Um, so this zhangxi tells Carmen, Okay, well, cool. So once you're a vampire, you can have anything you want, you can have as many kids as you want. Um the sun won't affect you if you read a specific page in the vampire holy book. Um, The vampire family were the first family in King Dagon and Queen Gula, who were like between 68,000 and 66,000 years old, respectively. Um, You can only see vampires once you transform into them. She gets another email promising us pain-free life, influence, connections, thinking and running faster. Um, She decided to fill out a form detailing her basic information, purposes for joining the vampire kingdom and credit card number social security Security. just hand it all over you're a vampire you don't need that (laughs) stuff anymore um yeah so Carmen searches and finds that the the, this vampire is commented across 494 sites on the internet and multiple languages all the way back to 2015 even had a twitter account uh, a truly millennial form of vampirism um and so she says after years of trying to turn innocent bloggers and internet folk into vampires, no one had really written about it to complain or even shed light on them. So this is where she does the deep dive. Um, and there's a part where she has to
1: mail some blood. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's a requirement. You got to put your blood in the, you know, community blood pool.
2: Yeah. And so things kind of hit a dead end as they do once... Carmen started to question Jiangxi uh, about like what exactly um, was going to happen apparently she was she had to send she was supposed to send a video of herself saying I Carmen will always be faithful and will do anything for the brotherhood as well as provide her at home address and phone number (laughs) and then Jiangxi would put a drop of blood on her photo and send the package via the postal service which to me is risky the postal service loses everything to, Mm. to be fair um so anyways, when, when she asks Jiangxi to send her video proving that they were legitimate, it did not go down well. She wrote, listen to me, Carmen. You have to let the family believe in you and trust you before some info can be say out. So if you don't believe in the family, we will not contact you again. But if you truly want to change, then get back with what is needed to move forward. Classic scam template. Um,
1: this is really sloppy scam.
2: Yeah reminds me a lot of like those like mlms too this is like vampire no, it's MLM. worse yeah it,
1: it's so much worse like this is it's it's like i think the only if if not for this reporter just sort of playing along yeah it's it seems like it could even be the case where like this isn't like there isn't anything at the end it's just like
2: hey how far can we go yeah yeah so they never they kept their word they never got back to her um she said you know i I should have been happy to outscan the scammer which also reminds me do you remember uh amina uh scamming the scammer the message on instagram claiming to be a prince yes and she turned the whole thing around on him Mm -hmm. was like my prince i've been waiting for you Mm -hmm. i'm gonna need you to send me five hundred thousand dollars immediately to fly me to your palace (laughs) Yes. she's a national treasure um yeah, so anyways, uh then the journalist went on to sort of talk to people who investigate scammers and are like, Yep, that's a scam. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah, that was a really obvious one. I
4: don't know. Yeah.
2: Um but I could see like a lonely person who's like really obsessed with Twilight being like I falling for it, you know? Yeah, there's a scam for everybody. It's true. One It's more like a cult where it's like it just kind of preys on people who are like lonely and want a sense of connection and belonging, right? Um, yeah, you to want to va- be part of that community to the blood pool. Yeah, to the vampire community. Anyhow, have you been scammed by vampires? Tweet at us at which radio? Yeah, let us know. Or any scams, really. If you have any scams to report. Yeah. A cult or a, otherwise.
1: I, I Yeah, I, I've been talking to people a lot about scams and cults lately because there's this sort of you know if if we're on the same track of you know repeating the 70s starting with the witch occult astrology tarot and like moving moving through the timeline next is evangelical mm. movement and so there's a ki- kind of a, I, I've heard a few people make this prediction of in a few years you'll know a lot more evangelicals than you do now
2: well th- it's really big in like um with celebrities right now like all those like mega Hollywood evangelical churches even Kanye and Kim are building this like weird like Jesus compound out mm-hmm. in Calabasas yeah, and I'm
1: curious especially about, like, people we know personally. Not no. so much, like, yeah. Thi- yeah, there's always, like, a statistic right, of that. But I'm curious specifically about people. So the prediction we is we know. will know more eventually. We will, really? like, specifically people here. And at first, you know, I had this reaction of, like, huh, I wonder, like, I was like, huh, I, I, I don't, I don't know maybe it's m- maybe not me you know there's always that, that kind yeah. of like I don't know I don't know about the people I know and then I thought about it a little bit more and then talked to a few people and we were like wait there is there are some examples and I, I don't know if there's like a form of evangelical that for example would, would um, get you like you and me Mm, you know like if you if you think about it people we know also includes yourself um and and I was like what (laughs) it you know like because it's it's like people we know and it's like someone we're like have 33 to 60 66 percent likely to, to be a person who is absorbed into a cult for example and and I was like what forms of evangelical are here to absorb people like us and I started mm. thinking about like climate anxiety oh sure and how, like what what about like earth evangelicals what about like earth conservatives or like water totally conservatives yeah and I was like oh okay I mean, when sense. you put it that way and it's yeah. not so much about like a specific church and it's more about like a movement that is an intense belief in one thing to 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 one end like yes very possible because we are barreling toward a place where like that yeah. might be a that might be like a very natural movement of people you know yeah or so I, anyway yeah yeah see me in a couple of years as the leader of the Evangelical <laughs> cult I mean
2: I'll probably join <laughs> do you think I think I'm highly susceptible to joining the cult.
1: Uh, do you yeah I was gonna ask like do you do you think you're a, yeah. a cult joiner or are you do you think you'd be more of a a ma Anand, <laughs> Sheila. Oh, oh, or do man, you think you'd be Sheila. like a Rajneesh? <laughs> like in the in the like, like the roles that can be played for for like a, a cult uh, societal, you know, structure. W- where where do you think you would fall? They
2: would probably get me as like um, a helper, you know, mm. being like you're gonna help humanity, mm-hmm. or you're you know like we need you. Um, Right, I think that's how a cult could get me—not mm. out of like a belief system necessarily, not out of like an
1: anxiety and needing relief, no, no. but more for like this is a movement that you are responsible for
2: and that you are necessary to. Yeah. Like, I think I'm really susceptible to to people and things that that like that make me feel necessary mm-hmm. or needed in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that I just advertised that, so now everybody can manipulate me. tell Tell the cult leaders tuning in (laughs) (laughs) but i think yeah i don't think it would be i don't even know that it would be out of like a sense of wanting to belong but i think it would be like like a sense of duty duty but also just like feeling indispensable in Mm -hmm. some way that like the whatever contribution that i was gonna make was gonna be M- very impactful or mm-hmm. help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know. Which like the positive end of that spectrum is somebody like Mr. Rogers, right? But uh <laughs> the, the cult of Mr. Rogers. Or just, you know, somebody who like did did his work for good. But <laughs> the I, neighborhood I've <laughs> <laughs> joined the neighborhood kids. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I guess I should read you a have you joined a cult? Yeah, let us know. Radio. Uh Virgo, it's the season to sharpen your pencils and breathe in eraser fumes. Depill your old sweaters, vacuum under the bed. These tasks will sound boring to pretty much everyone but you, but you know that secret magic lies in finding order and taking care. You might be a little more ready than everyone else, so be patient. Listen to Grace Jones and eat garlic noodles. Libra, your task this week is to notice the ugly things. The tumbleweaves and the gutters being blown by bus exhaust, the people who can't seem to communicate. The fluorescent drip of office lighting notice how you react to these things see if you can't find a little tenderness in them a little heartbreak at this world just trying to do its best eat doritos and listen to lydia lunch scorpio this is a week to notice what's bubbling to the surface in the cauldron of your brain might be a thing that makes you feel a little guilty a little reactive uh try not to take it out on the people closest to you try to tell them what's going on behind the curtain let yourself be understood for once It might feel like an unused muscle listen to sleep and eat pancakes and you can tweet at us
1: at which radio let us know what your role would be in a cult you can also follow us on instagram at which radio and uh we started this one earlier but i'm gonna play it again in the beginning yeah because then we gotta talk about bog bods i fell into a bog by mean Jeans. you're listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm best frequencies forever you just heard eve's tumor with lifetime before that was sheer mag with the killer and starting off that set was mean jeans with
2: i fell into a bog have you ever fallen into a bog not yet i don't quite honestly know if i've ever been to a bog there's a bunch in the south um but we've been teasing for weeks how to get a your summer bog bud. Well, so
1: um, this is an article from Nautilus, uh, and it's called The Curious Case of the Bog Bodies, and it has to do with uh, corpses that have been found in Europe's peat bogs. And uh, peat bogs, uh, if you didn't know, are incredibly good at preserving bodies. They, have, uh, they contain a molecule called sphagnin, Uh, which is found in decaying peat moss, and it reacts with enzymes secreted um, by putrefying bacteria, Mm. preventing the microbes from breaking down organic matter. So it really preserves bodies really well. And um, there have been a series of bodies found in bogs in Europe that have been really well preserved to the point where you can see what happened to them. You can see why they were, um, how they died. And it turns out a lot of these... um, bodies that are you know this is anywhere from let's say 300 bc to about 300 a.d big range um were deposited into these bogs uh for various uh violent deaths and um I I don't know if you have this article up right do. now but you can you can kind of like the skin is like still intact it's like it's eerie it's beautiful and I think when one of these bodies was found originally it was um thought to be a um a recent death mm-hmm. uh maybe a, a murder and I think I read in another I don't know if it's in this article or another article that like one of these bodies being found led to um a person c- uh confessing to a murder because he thought yeah. that the body that he had put in the bog had been found but it turns out to be this incredibly old body
2: yeah it seems like a bog is not a great place to get rid of a body turns out yeah <laughs> don't yeah don't do it so, okay, we'll go through a quick little listicle
1: of these.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of Love, these a listicle. <laughs> Love a listicle. Love a bog listicle. Who's got the hottest bog around?
1: <laughs> so the Tolland man, this is uh, you know, vague range 375 to 210 BC, uh, was found with a leather noose around his neck. Ooh. So it was maybe a ritual hanging. Um, the tong- A man's tongue was distended. Um, his a, a, but if he was murdered, he seems to be a, have uh, been laid in the bog with great care, with his knees drawn up in the fetal position, his eyes and mouth gently closed. Uh, he could have been a prized sacrifice offered to a god or gods to ensure a plentiful harvest or, you know, for, for some other unknown reason. Um... And then from uh, 350 to 175 BC, vague range, was the old Krogan man, uh, a sacrificial uh, sacrif- sacrificial king. Um, oh, and look at
2: his hand! Yeah, his hand is like, it's like a really well manicured hand. Re-
1: really recently, like it looks like it was a really recently preserved hand. Uh, in fact, you know, thousands of years old. Uh, this man had a very violent death he uh, was stabbed fatally in the chest disemboweled and decapitated a wound on his left forearm suggests he attempted to fend off the attack um, when he was unsuccessful his killers pierced his upper arms and threaded them with bands made of bark which were typically used mm. uh, for horses or livestock and um spansels Uh, These these sort of bark bands in Irish folklore are associated with magical properties that protect boundaries from invading armies. They're also associated with fertility. Uh, So and and this particular body was found to have very carefully manicured fingernails, as you just mentioned. Um, His (laughs) hands are are not working man hands. My nails don't even look that good. He uh had a last meal of cereals and buttermilk, implying high social status.
2: Wow, cereals and butter ew buttermilk in your cereal sounds disgusting. Just saying.
1: It might have been regular milk that had soured in the bog, who knows? Okay. Um <laughs> and
2: his but but it was so well preserved that we could tell exactly yeah. what uh the, the meal. I would was not want to be that preserved. Like when I die I wanna be like eaten by vultures or something. Yeah. I don't want any record of me. His nipples appear to have been cut.
1: Ah, uh, no. Perhaps as an attempt to make him ineligible for the throne because suckling a king's nipples was a medieval <laughs> gesture of submission. Really?
2: Wow. Yeah. I learned something new. Yeah. Like anybody could do that? I think if you were the king... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to fo- follow up on this story because I need to research. If you were the king,
1: you could request... A nipple sucking, <laughs> <laughs> but if you didn't have nipples, you can't be the king.
4: Wow,
2: wow. Okay, all I'm right. Think about that one. The Grobble Man. It's got a very. Uh, if I could describe a sort of Trumpesque toupee, which is really his real hair, but just looks.
1: A little it's tr- true. Tr- full little full head of hair. Yeah. Uh, a ceremonial execution. This is between 290 BC and 310 AD vague range uh, this man was gruesomely executed Uh-oh. he uh, received a sharp blow to the legs that brought him to his knees his head was yanked back and his throat was slit Eef. from ear to ear
2: ooh and he, they gave him ergot, which is like old school medieval LSD mm.
1: so he also uh, had a skull fracture and um, he was possibly stepped on <laughs> um later but like yeah m- po- much post bug, post post <laughs> bog um this man died in his 20s or thir- 30s no obvious markers of high status of or royalty could have been poor his last meal was roughly ground corn porridge that's a poor man's diet no buttermilk mm-hmm. in this stomach um possibly malnutritioned based on his Bone uh, density, and yeah, he was found with
2: traces of uh, hallucinogenic fungus in his system. Which, interestingly enough, sidebar is what they believe a lot of like the Salem witch trials were caused by was people actually eating, accidentally eating this fungus and hallucinating. Can we skip and go down to the creepy ass girl?
1: Yeah, we'll just do a quick. I, I just want to mention this one because it's okay, um, good, it's pretty it? creepy. Uh, the the K. Hausen boy a slaughtered out <laughs> This awesome. is a, a children, a, a child, oh, seven it. or eight year old boy. Uh, he, it, it looks like in the picture, it, it looks like he's wrapped in some kind of skin,
4: <laughs>
1: mm. uh, and yeah, it's it it just, it's it's weird and sad. Okay. Um. Oh
2: my God! So this okay. girl, the girl, the Eda girl, is, is that a her strangle. real hair? Looks like my hair. That's so
1: creepy. Okay, so <laughs> if you read, so I, I'm gonna do a little intro of this Eda girl, a strangled adulteress between 54 BC and 128 AD. Her hair is actually blonde, but it was dyed this color, oh. this red color, by the bog. Okay. Uh so she looks like a doll. I think this is a reconstruction of her. Gotcha. So I don't think this is like, the like actual body that they that found. Is the this really is some life-like. kind of like CT scan uh, that was like, okay. you know, kind of put together digitally. Um but this person, this this girl was possibly sacrificed, strangled with a wooden belt and stabbed above her left collarbone um possibly for uh infidelity which was a um this, this uh, she she has a, a sheared se- one side of her scalp. Mm. And in medieval times, this was a mark of uh, disgrace reserved for cheating wives.
2: Wow. It's fascinating. It is. Also, maybe we can tweet this out. I just read, which made me think of this, the fantastic Karen Russell short story collection. And there's a story from The New Yorker and it's called The Bog Girl about a mm. guy who... Finds a, uh, a, a girl in a bog, long dead, and uh, she and becomes she his back girlfriend. To life Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a really great story.
1: I also find it funny the the description of, like, the sheared side of her, her head is, like, a pretty popular haircut right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was yeah, like, so I'm bringing this look to my hairdresser. Give me the-, the bog girl haircut.
1: Yeah. You got to do shaved, c- the uh, shaved one side, yeah. like Skrillex
2: yeah. haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Eater girl Wow, alright, now you know Now you know how to get get your bockbot on Alright, I guess I should do some more Snab- Snaposcopes Sagittarius, yeah. this is a good time to sense what is shifting around you People, moods, environments Winds It might make you feel a little panicky But remember that panic has the same roots as excitement See if you can let it be exciting instead If you can see these shifts as question marks to be explored Listen close Eat a taco crunch supreme and listen to work. Capricorn, this is a good time to take stock of your summer, of your year, of yourself. There might be some things that you are holding on to because they are familiar, because they have kept you safe. These are the things to take off your carefully curated shelf and hold up to the light to see if they are only giving you the illusion of safety. Listen to Carly Simon, Eat A Peach. Aquarius, this in-between season might have you feeling a bit electric, a bit tingly, like you're like you have so much energy that sparks and fizzles the minute you open your mouth and move your hands. This might make you feel frustrated, but consider other mediums that can capture the heat you are generating. Paint in the dark, pick up a new hobby, eat sushi, and listen to Robin.
1: And you can tweet at us at which Radio if you've ever been trapped in a bog. Um, we're also on Instagram at which Radio. Uh, here's some more music for you. This is Laurie Anderson, Tenzin Cho Gyal, and Jesse Paris Smith with Lotus Born No Need to Fear. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm.
5: awakened one. With a body like this, you will see your home and family as though you were meeting them in a dream. But although you speak to them, You will get no reply. You will see your relatives and family weeping, so you will think, I am dead. What shall I do? And you will feel intense pain, like the pain of a fish rolling in hot sand. suffering is no use. Even though you are attached to your relatives and family, it is no use, so do not be attached. Invoke the Lord of great compassion and there will be no suffering or fear. Once your mind is separated from your body, you cannot settle down. You feel angry and cold, and consciousness becomes airy, speeding, swaying, and impermanent. You will think. So, I am dead. What shall I do now? And you will feel intense and boundless pain. Do not occupy yourself with all kinds of thoughts, but rest your mind in its basic state. Since you are a mental body, you cannot die and even though your body is cut into pieces, you will recover. You are really the natural form of emptiness, so there is no need to fear. The lords of death are the natural form of emptiness, your own confused projections and you. A mental body of unconscious tendencies. Emptiness cannot harm emptiness. And external lords of death, gods, evil spirits, demons, and so on have no reality apart from your own confused projections. So, recognize this. At this moment, recognize everything.
1: listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm best frequencies forever you just heard lingua ignota with spite alone holds me aloft and starting off that set was laurie anderson tenzin chogel and jesse paris smith with lotus born no need to fear uh we have some quick cult tips so oh yeah you have cults you cover cults I'll, I'll i'll do wind cult news and wind news both have to do with mind control uh so this is from an article about how mlms and cults use the same mind control techniques and uh there's a, a mention of a model called the bite model this was um presented as part of a paper for the International Cultic Studies Association called Co- Coercive Techniques in Business Opportunity Cults, specifically referring to MLMs. And the BITE model is uh, consists of behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. Um, and this article kind of dives into um, four main tactics of MLM and cult uh, influence, which, if you think you're susceptible to yeah. uh, cultic influence, take note, I'm taking note. Tactic number one: love bombing. This has to do with uh, the sort of toxic, manipulative affection that will kind of engulf you. Mm. So, a big warm hug. Yes. Tactic number two: the art of deception this is uh in reference to the fact that you are given this um this ideal of a luxurious lifestyle that you will end up in uh an example of someone who who has made this work for them and uh but but in truth this kind of income is generated by a huge kind of like downline pyramid and not by the direct sales. So you are kind of like your belief in the deception um, will kind of make you and uh, your belief in, in this person's lifestyle and that they are uh, creating a kind of present potential for yeah. you. Um, tactic number three, financial exploitation. This is in reference to the uh, vast amount of items you will end up purchasing in order to start a business if you join an MLM, and that uh, the real profits on that are minuscule compared to how much you put into it and how much you invest. But there is this sort of like sunk cost fallacy where the amount that you sink into your business will make you more fully committed to it, even though it's not quite working out. Have you listened
2: to the podcast, The Dream? Yes, yeah. I'm like halfway through it, but it's,
1: yeah, I think we talked about it on the show yeah. a while back. It's about, about when you're done, we can review again. Yeah. And it's about, yeah, it's about MLMs and how it's kind of like um, you're halfway through. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the f- the first half is a, a lot, and this article too is a lot about how it targets women. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the the housewife and you can have a freelance lifestyle and that sort of thing. Um, tactic number four is guilt shame and fear um this has to do with uh, mlm's preying on the desire to own a business and not be a person for you to be self-employed and not be a person who answers to other people uh they also employ that guilt shame and fear uh with your business not uh not being as, as successful as you are um, as you believe it might be, and that often ends up with a lot of people paying for extra product in order to kind of like have the illusion of their business doing well. Um, and the, the shame of being roped into something makes it really hard to go public about mm-hmm. being scammed, after right. the fact. Um, I think they dive into that in the dream as well. Um, and I think that's the four principles, wow. the yeah. bite. Uh, I don't, I don't think I don't
2: see myself getting sucked into like an MLM. Yeah. Like I, either. I, I'm even really, I have a couple, I've like know some people that have done like landmark forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, no, don't do it. It's totally a scam. It's an MLM. Um, but I'm more just like, I think I can be a somewhat, I've been accused of being overly trusting. Mm. <laughs> um, I have a friend who told me once, She was like, you really see the best in people. And like, that's a great quality as like a friend of yours. But she was like, uh, she's like, I've seen a lot of douchebags slide under your door with that, sure. with, with that entra- entrance point. Um, yeah. But the same token, I feel like, you know, a, a cult leader could probably... Uh, take advantage of my my gullibility
1: totally and i think like this like mlm is one particular kind of influence model um this one is one that promises you know uh self-employment and financial independence yeah and it specifically targets um you know midwestern housewives who Maybe don't have a marketable skill. Yeah, and I I really like
2: how she gets into that in the in the Dream podcast. She's like, "Look, where I come from, like this is the only way to perceive financial independence for a lot of women."
1: Yeah, and it also targets a lot of people who are you know in debt already or people who are desperate and um, you know promises something that is really appealing if if uh you need to dig yourself out of a hole yeah uh that said i think like there's that kind of like dangling carrot for most if not all people yeah and it just comes in different forms and i think ever since listening to the dream podcast i've thought a lot about um freelancing and i've thought a lot about publishing and i've thought a lot about like graduate school and all these other kind of things that we consider legitimate that are pretty scammy yeah, yeah. that are that are kind of like I propped totally, up by yeah. by um some kind of uh
2: power in, invented imbalance. prestige yeah it's yeah. true and, uh, and like and like capitalizes on like an imbalance of power in a lot of ways or like here is knowledge that or that you can have but only if you pay money for it yeah and it's propped up on belief and yeah. the fact that a lot of people continue to buy into it's the system true. Um, so I'm going to hold off on wind, malevolent winds because it's a long piece and I want to do a deep dive and I still have to get through two sets of Snackoscopes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say let's do that for next week. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave a teaser with this, one of my favorite quotes, uh, which is about the Santa Ana winds. Uh, also a great hidden plot point on Beverly Hills 90210, by the way. So this is from Raymond Chandler. And we'll, we'll get into malevolent winds and what wind can do to you psychologically next week. But from Raymond Chandler, famous noir novelist, uh, he wrote, There was a desert wind blowing that night. It was one of those hot, dry Santa Anas that come down through the mountain passes and curl your hair and make your nerves jump and your skin itch. On nights like that, every booze party ended in, ends in a fight. Meek little wives feel the edge of the carving knife and study their husbands' necks. Anything can happen. I also want to mention <laughs> a little etymological thing that I just
1: learned mm. and never put together, which is um, the term Ghibli, as in Studio Ghibli, the um, animation studio from Japan. Is uh, it was given the n- the, t- the name Ghibli based on the Libyan Arabic name for the hot desert wind oh, of that country, uh, that. with the implication that the studio would blow a new wind through the anime industry. Interesting. And there's a lot of like aircraft yeah. and air um, oriented uh, imagery
2: in a lot of their films so that, that is, makes a
1: lot of sense that's true
2: yeah so we'll we'll, we'll tease you and we'll come back with uh, the brief eerie history of how the wind makes us crazy next week because I could talk about this for hours to be quite honest um, mind control through wind mind control through wind okay I'm gonna speed through two sets of horoscopes Pisces, you might feel a little discombobulated right now, a little at odds with yourself and the direction you seem to be blowing in. This is a good time to do things that make you feel grounded. Hold someone's hand, dig your fingers in the dirt, eat juicy cherries, and spit out the pits. Think about what you want to bring into the season. Listen, Mitski, eat stone fruit. Aries, this is a good time to get your head on straight, to look for where your soul and energy might be a little leaky, and do the work to dam it up. Look for where you get angry for no good reason, for where you let your anxieties run rampant. Check the cracks and paint the walls and suck any lingering ghosts into the vacuum. Eat mac and cheese and listen to the runaways. Taurus, you might have a little bit of emotional whiplash this week. You might be looking for a soft space to land. You might find yourself grasping for old ancient ways of coping because they are familiar. See if you can unclench a little. See if you can let yourself go as tender as a noodle. See if you can leave space for being surprised listen to snail mail eat a chicken sandwich gemini this is a good time to let the sparks emit from your breath from your eyes and see what catches fire talk to strangers leave cryptic notes in people's mailboxes some sparks might take a while to bloom and ignite but as long as you keep whirling and thinking and talking it won't be long before a big dream comes true eat crackers and dip and listen to delta 5. cancer you might feel a little moody this week a little in between selves Rather than rush to fill the emptiness, get curious about how it can be also be expansive. You might realize you've been limiting the edges of your soul, been stopping your feelings rather than letting them run free. Think of rivers and lakes, of eddies and currents. Listen to Soccer Mommy and eat pie. And Leo, what are you worried about this week? You may feel a little off-kilter, a little like you can't find your own center of gravity. It's a good week for looking in the mirror, for looking at the wobbly bits of your soul you don't always acknowledge. Invite them into the light. Dress them up. Ask them how they are feeling about being so tucked away. Eat chips and listen to the slits. Ooh. Like an auctioneer. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of them.
1: Um, So next up is the Hanging Garden radio show. You can find us on Twitter at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. Uh, We're going to leave you with one from ESG, my love for you, and uh, we will see you next week.
6: Bye!